This is the Sklo Library Podcast. I'm Ben Drain. David Pensick has begun a new chapter in his story, and we all wish him well from Sklo. David produced nearly 100 podcasts for us, which is really an astounding effort that I'm just now grasping. We are forever thankful for him getting us up and running. Today we are joined by Linda Littleton and Karen Hershon from the band Simple Gifts. This international folk music band has six recorded albums and has performed widely, including for the Smithsonian and the Philadelphia Folk Festival, and have opened for the likes of Natalie McMaster and Tom Paxton. However, we are talking with them today as they are also the driving force behind much of the local folk music scene, including Folk College in Huntington and the Greenwood Folk Gathering. We wanted to investigate what opportunities there are to participate in live music during the pandemic. Linda and Karen, thanks for joining us today. Hi, good to be here. As parents try to puzzle out a constructive summer for their children, with many traditional opportunities closed by the pandemic, if they are willing to lean into the auditory chaos, is now the perfect time to start playing music together, perhaps as a family? Yes, and you can start with extremely simple instruments, very simple instruments. You can start just with percussion, homemade percussion. Um, Probably one of the easiest and least expensive is the ukulele. (laughs) And you can get different sizes to fit different hands. And uh, Linda and I have have taught ukulele classes to kids. And it's, it's a remarkably simple instrument. And the dexterity that it teaches you is really something. And they know by studies that music and and hand, physical dexterity, they're really, really good for your brain. To folks at home who have found that an upside in the seclusion of the pandemic is now they finally have a moment's peace, is there any advice you would offer either the novice or returning musical aspirant? Both Linda and I teach lessons and we've been teaching lessons on Zoom and, and people have said that this is the time that they think that they would like to do that. I think the other thing is, is you explore, you, you have some time to explore the instrument that you used to play. And I would say to people, don't put yourself on a timeline. I found my, a 12 string guitar in, in the house the other day. I totally forgot that I had it. And it's murder on the left hand, but I thought, you know what? Other people play this. So. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play this because they're physically kind of demanding, and it's been a lot of fun. And I thought, okay, I I like this, and I've been getting better on my banjo. I have them both out, and now I have the time to just literally sometimes go sit for 20 minutes and just drive it on the banjo and go as fast as I can with old time banjo, just see how <laughs> tight it can be. And it's it's been great. It's been great. So to, to someone looking to pick up maybe a, a forgotten instrument, uh, you would say just carve out a little time each day and that, yep. and maybe there's m- more opportunities for lessons online than one would assume. Yes. And the other thing would be to, um, I really would encourage people to leave the instrument out of the case. Mm. It's a type of instrument that you can, because even just 10 minutes, if you don't have to pull it out and wipe it off and 
all that, that just gets in the way. Mm. It's That's a barrier. So if you just have it on a stand or the top of a top of your desk or something on the dining room table, I can pretty much guarantee anybody that they'll start messing with it more. If we were to start jamming right now here on Zoom, it would devolve into a cacophony due to the latency. Can you guys talk a little bit about what online tools are out there for folks to successfully play live music together online? I've used three different apps um, for jamming online. The first one I used was Jammer. It's J-A-M-M-R with no E in it. And I think it's a .NET. And it worked like right out of the box. I downloaded it, clicked on it, and there it was. I was in. Um, and it's the one Karen just described where there's no latency because you're playing with what everybody else played last time around. Most typically people are jamming. So there's a chord progression going, which means just a repetition of certain chords. So everybody's playing within the same chords at the same time. And it feels like you're playing in real time with other people, even though each person's playing with what everybody else played the last time around. The second one I tried is called Jamulus. And you are in real time and somehow they've done something to reduce latency. There's some, but um, you have settings where it's a trade-off between how much latency you can tolerate versus what quality of sound you want. Um, but it's been good and it's been especially good because you meet other people that way. But the one I like best is the one I tried third and that's called Jam Kazam. So I'll say again the three of them. It's Jammer, J-A-M-M-R.net. The second one, J-A-M-U-L-U-S dot whatever. And um, the third one, Jam Kazam, J-A-M-K-A-Z-A-M. Jamulus also worked right out of the box. Downloaded, click on it, worked. Um, Jam Kazam took a little bit of messing around, but I feel like it's worth it. It's this whole system of um, you find friend, you can friend other people, you can create jams. Once you've friended various people that you especially like, you sometimes create private jams where you're jamming just with them. Um, I was on earlier today with a fiddler where we just wanted to talk about fiddling. Um, so. I have all these new friends that live all over the U.S. and Canada, mostly, is who's there, that I've been meeting with in different configurations. I would, I would say the one thing that I've noticed on all of them is playing fast, things can kind of fall apart. People can frequently join one of the jams, obviously, electronically, they can, they can come in on, your, on the jam. If there is a problem with their playing, you can mute them. They don't know you've muted them. <laughs> so if somebody is not good at rhythm, you you could mute them and just and you would be playing fine. You know, we've had I've had people drop in on the Jamulus one and Jammer and you just you just mute them. But the nice thing is is they actually still get to play. That's great. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> yes. And that is how you get better. The other thing I think that's really important, I think everybody thinks that you go into music and if you stay with it. Your whole goal is to get better 
and you want to get really, really good. They treat it almost like with a sports mentality. And I think one of the nice things about this public jamming like this, you hardly anybody that I've run into that that's what they're looking for. They just want to play. Wouldn't you say, Linda? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to explain a little bit how it works, because I said earlier what the three apps were that I've been using. Mm -hmm. um, for all three of them, you, you set up a you know user ID and password. And then once you're on, you see a list of jams going. And you click on a jam and you're in it. And the etiquette of all three of them is it's fine to drop in on any jam. And you have to have headphones. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have to have headphones or else it does weird things to the sound. Um, but it, the etiquette is just, you don't have to say, oh, please, may I play with you or any of that. You, ju you just join and you start playing. And if you don't like it, you can leave, you know, mid-song or whatever. We'll take a short break and then be back with more from Linda Littleton and Karen Hershon from the band Simple Gifts. This is the point in most podcasts where an underwriter would appear. The Sklow podcast has no commercial interest, though, just a strong commitment to cultivate a robust cultural base in our community. As a gateway to a million different worlds in the land of fiction, I thought it only appropriate to have a midpoint break underwritten by some of the great fictional institutions. Today's episode is brought to you by M&M &M Enterprises. When we buy eggs in Sicily for one cent, sell them in Malta for four and a half cents, buy them back for seven cents, and then sell them to the U.S. Army for five cents, everyone makes a profit because everyone has a share. Remember, what's good for Milo Minderbender is good for the country. If you have an underwriter from fiction that you would like to sponsor the show, please send your advertisement copy to bdrain at sclolibrary.org. That's B-D-R-A-I-N at sclolibrary.org. We're back talking to Linda Littleton and Karen Hershon from the band Simple Gifts. So what are the opportunities for playing music in our area when we are not living under a pandemic? It's active. It's, it's very active, actually. There's so much music going on. Um, there's a weekly bluegrass jam, especially good for beginners. Um, but for all levels, there are, twice a month there are Irish sessions and there are old time jams, maybe about two a month in different locations. Mm -hmm. um, the Bluegrass Jam is at... Pine Hall. Thank Lutheran. you. <laughs> Pine Hall Lutheran Church. That's every Tuesday night. And they have been doing that for years. Okay. And it's a real mix of bluegrass and country. But to be it's honest... Folk, folk songs too. Yeah. Singing oriented. Right. And regardless of what type of music you play, it really fills the need for a jam for people who are working on playing by ear and just fitting themselves into a musical group. And it's a very good place to do that. So if someone didn't read music, they shouldn't feel anxious. They could show up anyway. Right. Correct. Actually, either way. They shouldn't okay. feel anxious either way. But um, it's it really is, it's a great way to jump off 
from reading music to starting to play by ear. Okay. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree, Linda? Yeah, I, well, I would say all for all of the jams, you don't need to read music and you don't need to be able to pick things up by ear. You, you, you know, if you have one way or the other, it's gonna work. Okay, great. And you, there's lots of people to ask questions of, you know, like what key is this in or what chord did you play there? I didn't, I, I heard you play a chord that was nice and somebody will show you the chord. Or, so, so you get a lot of just interaction. If anybody's hearing this and, and is interested in knowing what jams might be in our future eventually, <laughs> they, can e they can email Simple Gifts, you know, Linda at simplegiftsmusic.com and okay. I'd be happy to answer questions. If you found a caveman frozen in ice, after you thawed him out, and he was struggling to grasp our concepts of what it is to be human, what book and what album would you recommend to him, and why? Wow, that's a tough one. I can, I for me, I can give you a category. Okay. Two categories. I would greatly... One book. You had to pick one. No, I'm not picking a book. I would greatly encourage all of us need to start reading history at a younger age and continue reading it. And in that category, I would also put biography. So those two areas, I, I could not encourage people more. As for albums, that's a really interesting one. I think I would listen to Smithsonian recordings. A lot of the Appalachian folk music and blues. All of that kind of fills out the historical picture of who we are, where we are today, and, and where we're going. You just, it's now time for us to reintroduce ourselves to all of the cultures that make us up. And music's a great way to do it. That's why we play international music. <laughs> Linda, do you have uh, recommendations? No. <laughs> You're going to leave I, 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 wondering. I have, to say, I have to say, Ben emailed us this question at least a few days ago, maybe a week ago. And I have been thinking about it. Karen didn't hear the question until earlier today. She had a wonderful answer. <laughs> I don't know. You know, this is a library, so he couldn't say something like, just go talk to people. Nope. <laughs> no, don't read, talk to people. Don't listen to music, play it. I'm reading about the Western New World and the start of slavery in the, American, in the Americas. Um, the book's called Sugar in the Blood, and it's about how slavery started in Barbados. Huh. And, and kind of spread out from there, and I'm learning a lot of things. Yes, the cane, the cane sugar. Yes, yes, the sugar is really what did it. So what did I not ask you about that I should have? I would kind of like to say something about the role of libraries in this country. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. Because they are... Okay, our, our, public our public library system is utterly amazing to me. 
Yeah, and libraries do so much more than lend out books. It's, I don't know, you know those little advent calendars where you get to open doors sure. as, as the month proceeds? Yeah. It's like the whole world in a library is the <laughs> doors that you can just open up. And then behind that door is another little door. And so it's, it's like just a super world and people can completely educate themselves. This is my answer for the caveman. The okay. caveman should go to the library and hang out. <laughs> yeah. I second that. Yeah, I second that too. That's the first thing I do. I'd get that caveman library card. And I'd, say, <laughs> I'd say, you don't need to know how it works. Just show it to the people and you're just, you're going to fill your head. It has occurred to me that it's the public library system that makes capitalism at least arguably morally defensible. That if you have a competitive system with people starting with vastly disparate advantages, the only way in which that's even remotely okay is if the system provides free access to information so people can at least try to balance the scales. Totally agree with you. I, to I totally agree with you. My grandfather uh, dropped out after the sixth grade, but he read like a maniac. And later on in my life, nobody didn't know he didn't go to college. Linda Littleton and Karen Hershon of the band Simple Gifts. Thanks for speaking with us today. Oh, thanks, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Our Prose Digestif today is from local author Andrew Bodilang. This is Riding in a Mine Elevator with Frank Sinatra from Field Trips with Exceptional People. This is what they don't tell you, he says. It goes down, down, down. We both removed our hats up top, but I'd like to put mine back on because I don't know where else to put it. Frank Sinatra seems comfortable holding it by the rim. Mine, I'm holding by the crown while resting its brim on the edge of the cage. I'm probably doing the wrong things. Holding my hat by the crown could be bad for its shape. The edge of the steel cage could flatten a line in the felt. The brim, though, that's pretty sturdy. If you hold your hat by the brim, you can turn it between your hands as you talk, like you're steering the conversation somewhere notable, somewhere your conversational partner is unlikely to have been. I'm picking all this up from Frank Sinatra and filing it away in case I ever wear this hat again. Frank always wears a hat. I bought mine yesterday because Frank and I had this appointment. I don't even know if my hat's ribbon is gross gain or what. If I start changing the way I'm holding the thing, I mean, I know how that'll look. Frank Sinatra sees too much of that. This morning, I got a bunch of hundreds out of the bank in case Frank and I need to tip the elevator operator, but there was no one around when we got here. Frank didn't even press a button. As soon as we got on board the thing, it started going down. The first time you come here, there's a little something that runs through you, Frank says to me now. The first time it hit me, pop, just like that, in the dark. Little yellow lights set into the sides of the shaft seem to travel up past us as we descend. You ever give a girl something you didn't even know you had, Frank says? He raises his hat between us, as if he intends to either ask me to read the hat maker's name or hang it from my face. Before you've even thought about it, you've given that something to her. Your whole life shakes out of you and is 100% new from there. You ever do that? It's getting cold and I wish he'd light a cigarette. Five yellow lights rise past us. Six. 
7. I feel like I should say something, so I ask, Is that another thing they don't tell you? Frank gives me a look as long as a Cadillac, and he doesn't say anything more after that. podcast was produced by Sklo Center Region Library. Special thanks to our guests today. All the incidental music beds in this episode are from the band Simple Gifts. If you like what you hear, go check them out at simplegiftsmusic.com. You can check out all the stuff Sklo Library has going on at sklolibrary.org. That's S-C-H-L-O-W library.org. I'm Ben Drain, your old friend and erstwhile companion. Take care until we meet again. Thank you.